This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Fletch. We sure are. Insert synth music here. <laughs> yeah. Moon River. Irwin Fletcher, don't call me Irwin Fletch. This movie came out in 1985, directed by Michael Ritchie. Written Not by my Gregory. Ritchie. <laughs> Based on a novel by Gregory McDonald, written by Andrew Bergman, starring Chevy Chase and others. John Joe Don Baker, Dana Wheeler Nicholson, others. George Wint, Gina Davis with a small role. Mm-hmm. George Weiner, Weiner. Lot tons of uh, character actors in this. We'll get to that. George yeah. Weiner. We can't stop. <laughs> That's right. What's the yeah. matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. Chicken. All right. Uh, this was my selection, and um, my history with it. I did not see this in the movie theater, uh, but I remember this being on TV a lot, and cable a lot, or I just. It was always on a lot. And I don't remember if my dad liked it or if I was at, or at friends' houses. I knew who Chevy Chase was. I knew that it was supposed to be funny. There's lots of like sports talk in there, like the Lakers and everything. I thought that was really cool. And I remember kind of liking it as a kid, but I also realized that a lot of the jokes were beyond me. So I was really looking forward to watching it as adults to get you know more of the jokes this time around. And I don't really think I was missing out on much as a kid, but we shall see. So um, that's my history with it. I, this is one of those SNL guys making movies, and the first couple are all right, and then yeah. A little, little bit of trivia on this the the sports thing. I guess there there was supposed to be a whole other sequence uh, where he's pitching for the Dodgers, and that explains the whole I hate Lacerda line. I guess oh, he pulled sort of like something. pulls him from the mound. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. It's like, All right, Scott, what's your history? What is he hate Lasorda? <laughs> uh, so I don't think I've ever actually seen this all the way through. Or if okay. I did, I, I don't remember of it until now. Uh, I, I know it has kind of a cult following, but now that I've, I've sat down to actually watch it, I, I, I don't see it. Um... We did Beverly Hills Cop, what feels like last week, but... <laughs> uh, That's like our third movie. No, we did Beverly Hills Cop pretty recently. Yeah. Oh, okay. During, during oh, quarantine, yeah. at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and the, it's almost the same premise, other than uh, the, uh, uh, the fish-out-of-water stuff. White. Something yeah. more fish-out-of-water stuff in, in, in that, but... Um, yeah. Yes, Alex. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. Happy Black History Month. Um, and yeah, one's just a much better movie. <laughs> yeah, with a much yeah. better actor. 
Yeah, much. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Can't, I yep. couldn't help but draw comparisons between Chevy Chase and, and Eddie Murphy as I was watching this. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, I agree. Alex, what's your history? Uh, I have none. I know that this was supposed to be like a, a hit funny movie because there was a sequel and it was the '80s. Uh, I don't think my my dad ever saw this. Uh, I always saw it on the uh, whatchamacallit uh, at the video store and the artwork always looked like it was kind of a spoof kind of like uh, uh, I don't know airplane or something like that but it never really grabbed my attention so I didn't see it completely until today and yeah not impressed (laughs) all right well let's get into it as usual we're each going to talk about seven uh, topics from the movie I will go first and uh, the topical humor in this this movie dates itself not only because it's the '80s and whatever, but there were jokes that were just flying over my head left and right. And and just because I don't know who who are you talking about? Like you're making a joke about not, it wasn't this, but like Ronald Reagan or somebody who did something in the news in the it was, past it was, two years, it was like Gordon Liddy. Which okay, no yeah. one's gonna get that one now. That that was is he a hockey player? Yeah, <laughs> it was that Gordial. But yeah, I just thought there was a lot top, not a lot, but there was definitely some that I was just like, okay, I guess that was funny at the time. And that happens with some movies, but like, that's what I felt like there was a lot. It was very much set in the 80s (laughs) and they were just referencing that stuff. So that kind of bugged me. All right, Scott, what's your number seven? So my number seven... Um, was I, I guess is one of the more famous scenes in the movie. I, I don't know, but the the physical scene uh, when he when he's getting the rectal exam. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. about half the jokes were hit and miss, <laughs> or half. Jesus, uh, <laughs> you're you're very generous, Scott. No, no, with with that with that sequence. Oh, with this sequence. Yeah, you're very generous, Scott. <laughs> The the Moon River thing is very Chevy Chase thing, um, and yeah, that that didn't really make me laugh. But I, I did chuckle when he said, "Like, oh, you got your whole fist up there." <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I thought it was a funny situation though. Uh, he, he's trying to get information out of this guy while he's getting a rectal exam. Uh, so I I thought that was I don't know if interesting is the right word. But I feel like it's not something we've really seen much of. So, uh, yeah, the physical was one of the funnier scenes in this movie, uh, which is not saying a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Nah. All right, Alex, number seven. My number seven is, it's like right off the bat, this movie is just a lame attempt to be Beverly Hills Cop, and it it sucks. It doesn't, it's not. It isn't. You can't. I, I know studios do this all the time. It's like, oh, that was a great success. Why don't we do it with our own comedy guy, and we'll make him white, and it'll make a lot of money. Well, I mean, it was based on the <laughs> it's based on the book, right? Like, I, I, there's there's definitely something to what you're saying, Alex, about how maybe a Fletch movie doesn't get made without Beverly Hills Cop before it. Mm-hmm. But like, a lot of stuff is coming from the book, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, see, but I mean, oh. Uh, I'm a spoiler alert for some of the other topics on my list, but 
the music doesn't help with the comparison and uh also uh, i mean there's a good story in there i can i can kind of see it but they just did not execute at all and yeah the chevy chase is the leading man in this is in my opinion just completely wrong yeah yeah no, I agree. And the, and the Beverly Hills Cop thing, I mean, yeah, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, is this the actual exact same sound, soundtrack from Beverly Hills Cop? But, um, yeah, and then, but the one thing about Beverly Hills Cop, it only came out a year before, so I can't say, Leslie, I mean, it was December, so it's possible it's not a straight ripoff. And that script originally, right? Remember, we did the trivia, and that was like supposed to be a Stallone movie or something. Yeah, and it wasn't supposed to be the comedy. It was, that yeah, it was supposed was, to be like so. revenge, like. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. I mean, it, it definitely feels like maybe the synth music and stuff they added on to make it more like Beverly Hills Cop. But I'm wondering if it's maybe it's a coincidence. I don't know. Or maybe they saw the. The big wigs saw the film with like the original soundtrack, and they're like, "Okay, we got to do something." It's like, "Oh, if we add synth soundtrack, it'll make it more like Beverly Hills Cop. Maybe a little get some yeah. of that goodwill." That's what I'm saying. The music they may have stole from Beverly Hills Cop, but I don't know if the premise and stuff, the undercover no, but, nature, and yeah, uh, no. But some of the stuff he was doing, it still felt very Beverly Hills Cops, very Axel Foley, but watered down and. Yeah, not, not funny. funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy that the the same dude Harold Faltermeyer, Faltermeyer, Spunkmeyer, whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> that is something iconic bye, bye, bye. With, with Beverly Hills Cop, and something that just kind of is going through the the numbers in in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Yeah, my number six is. I did, I was, not, I won't say throw it off, I mean this movie was what it is, but a lot of jump edit, jump cuts, like he's literally in Utah talking to somebody, and then the next frame is him back in LA talking to somebody with no, like, do the typical show an airplane shot, you know, flying, like, I don't know, it was just, it took me a second a couple times, like, he is teleporting all over the map, like a wizard or a druid or something, and it was pissing me off. (laughs) Spirit of Wolf. I don't know. That, that bugged me. These jump cuts. There was a. There was more than three. I think where I was just like, "What? I shouldn't have to think about like what's going. Where am I now? Like I didn't like that." So, that is my number six, Scott. Uh, okay. Your six was the Lakers gag. Uh, just for being a kid that grew up in the, the greater LA area. Uh, being a Lakers fan, I appreciate seeing Chickering out there with Cream, and then he gets sucked in the dream. It's it's completely throwaway thing. Like it has nothing to do with anything. Uh, I I have a hard time wondering or hard time thinking it was in the books. <laughs> uh, right. But but it was funny, and I, as it started up, I I was like, oh god, this is gonna be really cringy. But luckily, they, they didn't go with the blackface. Somebody had enough self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought, oh I thought the, yeah. the afro was actually pretty funny. Um, then to have him not do the blackface, but still have the afro. Um, and then at the very last shot of the, the fantasy, you see him biting a dude. 
That that yeah. that made me laugh. Uh, so yeah, I I enjoyed the little Lakers sequences as a nod to L.A. They so they they spent a lot of time going through neighborhoods and stuff, and it looked like it was L.A. But couldn't hundred percent be sure. That was eighties. There were a couple times where I was like, "Where are they? I I don't know where this is." I was trying to figure out, like, like when I where is there a road underneath a pier? Like, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I I think some of it was filmed more near the docks, so maybe that kind of stuff. Which (laughs) I don't hang out in that area very often. (laughs) Not not anymore. Once once Jeff hit the big time, he left his longshoreman friends behind. Uh, LA is freaking huge. I'm not gonna even pretend and like I've been in. I don't know, 75 percent of the goddamn southern, <laughs> the greater LA area. But nope. you know the big stuff where most people film, and like that, none of it really looked that familiar to me. Maybe I thought I saw Long Beach or something a couple times, but I'm not sure. I don't know. All right, uh, Alex, number six. My number six is. The, the running gag about charging the underhills uh, is it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I never had the guts to do it. Just try or try and put my tab on some asshole's or my bill on some asshole's tab. Uh, so I always get a kick out of when, when people do oh. that in film. You mean like Jacob putting it on Romero? <laughs> well, that was, that was reverse. <laughs> yeah. That was the asshole putting it on a decent guy's tab. <laughs> but that was great. Uh, yeah. And then it came back all the way at the end with the uh, terrible narration. But it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of hoping that would have a better payoff. Yeah. <laughs> like this entire freaking movie. But yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Uh, my number five... Is Chevy Chase himself? Um, some parts of this do work for me with him. Like I, I definitely think he can do some of this, but in other parts it doesn't work. And I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Chevy Chase. I, he's in some of my favorite comedies of all time, but sometimes it might be <laughs> in spite of him. Like I, I don't know. But in this movie, there are definitely scenes where he's when he just does a. T- fast talking i think he's okay but then other times he's doing like his mumbly fast talk jokes and i couldn't understand what he was saying and they weren't funny and i don't know just hit, has him as a ladies man and some stuff just don't buy it I, yeah. yeah um yeah yeah I, I don't know so some of it that's why it's my number five i'm yeah. not gonna say it's like the worst thing on here and i'm not gonna say it was the best thing but it was just yeah it's chevy chase and I remember, like, I think why I liked us as a kid was A, the sports thing, and B, I remember him being in all the different, like, costumes or the characters. And I thought, oh, I'm going to see this going to be cool. And it really wasn't. They were pretty dumb. They didn't really do anything different. So, except maybe the airline engineer guy or mechanic at the end. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my number five. Scott. Uh, my number five is there was a surprisingly solid car chase. In the middle of all this, <laughs> yeah, it's my number four. Uh, I actually, I actually really enjoyed the, the the car chase. Definitely not like in my top whatever car chases, but uh, it was competently done. Uh, and I thought him ultimately getting away like was dumb, but that was all after he ditched the car, so that that's fine. Um, the I mean, it was fairly 
uh, realistic is not the right word, but you know, he had cars flipping over and crashing. Um, the only car that didn't take any damage was the car he was driving because like plot armor or whatever. Uh, but <laughs> it would cost too much money. Yeah, it was, it was it was kind of fun seeing the it was like an alpha or something like zoom around and the idea yeah, that so. the kid that he was scamming to even start driving it was he had also stolen it. Uh, well, that, that was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll save anything else that you guys want to talk about it. Chevy Chase, car chase. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a Chevrolet. No, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Alex, number five. Uh, this I kind of actually turned out to like, but the music was trying way too hard. But it got so ludicrous that I actually started enjoying how how stupid it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and the the main theme song. <laughs> what was it like? Fletch, don't something, don't go there, Fletch. Bit, no. bit by bit, bit by bit, gonna get to you, girl. That way. Did they play it at the beginning at all? Because I know it came in like late in the actual movie. They played it I was like, the oh no, they've added they lyrics the now. They played it over the credits, which were interminable. Okay. And then yeah, at the very end, they played it again. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, that one, that the soundtrack just went from terrible all the way back around to great. So <laughs> that's one positive on this movie. All right, uh, we're on to my number four, and I misspoke. I said it was the car chase. It's not. My number three is a car chase. My number four is the voiceover that it was only partially in the movie. It was. It's weird. Like, yeah, it wasn't consistent. Right, you're not doing. Magnum PI, or I'm trying to think of another movie. So <laughs> Naked Gun. Right. I mean, it's just it's a staple of, of anything like noir or, or anything to do with right. detectives, which is basically what he is. Right. And they just which I guess they didn't do that it. in the they didn't do that from the Beverly Hills Cop in the Beverly Hills Cop movies. But yeah, it just sometimes it was there, sometimes it wasn't. It just felt really off. It felt like okay, we have we didn't write this very well, so now let's just tell the people what's going on and yeah. yeah. So that's it. Random voiceover is my number four. Scott. Uh, my number four was my favorite joke in the movie, uh, which is when he, he's going to go run his scam in the in the hospital. He's going to run a scam on that nurse. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> and then he was, he was going to go behind the people mover. Uh, <laughs> but when he's looking at the directory with all the doctor's names... And they're all variations on Rosen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he finally settles on, like, Rosen Rosen. <laughs> I thought that, that was kind of funny. But I, I don't know. It might be a little racist. <laughs> I, I didn't, I really it's a Jewish it. joke. Yeah. I get it. But, uh, I, I, did, I did laugh. <laughs> I chuckled, too. All right. Alex, number four. My number four is, I mean, it wasn't executed that well, and I thought, and I wish they would have gone a bit farther, but I kind of did like him going through different characters. I like that um, he did a voice on the telephone with that landowner where he really didn't have to. (laughs) They'd never met before, so I thought that was great. Uh, That was cool uh, how he, well, I don't know why he did this. I guess he had to be a surgeon, where the scene you guys were just talking about. He was a doctor. He goes in the middle of the stairs, changes into like scrubs to go into another part of the hospital. 
That's kind of neat because he has like a quick change. Uh, uh, his briefcase there. He has got different costumes and stuff. He's got the tennis player. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was. I thought in in uh, on paper, this seemed like a really good idea. In practice, could could have used a little work. <laughs> All right. Uh, so back to me. My number three is the car chase. I really don't have anything to add that it was, except there was unexpected for this movie. Um, and it was just, it was just really weird. And then the music dad on top of it was, yep, there it is. Chevy chase and the car chase. Scott, number three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so my number three is, uh, you know, going back to Chevy chase. Uh, it's the same fast-talking character almost as, as Axel Foley, but without all the charm. Um, it, w- it wasn't all bad. Like I, th- I think he Chevy Chase is at his best in this movie when he's not cracking jokes. Like, when he actually yeah. is serious. Um, yeah. Like, he kind of turns on the charm a little bit with with the, the love interest in this. Um, although she just kind of, like, buys what he's selling wholesale just to move the plot along uh yeah for the most part it's just it's just borderline obnoxious him running these 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 different uh grifts on, on all these people um and he like wasn't even good at it most of the time like half the time he just got away with stuff either because he was just talking so fast that nobody really stopped to call him on it or people just didn't care enough to like call him on it like that, that whole right. sequence when he's when he's the mechanic, like oh that was that, that, that was painfully long. Um, but yeah. like either one of them had really cared, they could have called him out on this bullshit. But like I thought they well, were. Like, I thought yeah. I the thought one guy was up. right. Like, yeah, I thought it's like he was. They were testing him, and then they were yeah. gonna kick the shit out of him. Yeah, something but, like that. Yep. But it's like no, nope, they're just a couple mechanics. They don't give a shit. It's not <laughs> their job. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I I'm sure that every airplane hanger looks exactly the same but i swear that hanger looks like every single hanger in every single movie like i wonder if in hollywood you just go to this one part of lax or long beach and then or maybe it's probably not even that it's probably like boeing or one of the old aerospace places Wait, you know what i'm talking about it looks like we just did this for uh, uh the rocketeer rocketeer yeah <laughs> it's like the exact same thing which like i said i know the buildings all look alike so maybe it's not has, but it just feels like has, it's has like la has the one flown out of burbank I haven't. Because that seems like conveniently located. <laughs> that's true. I already forgot there was a Burbank. Yeah, that's probably yeah, where it is. I, I didn't even know there was a Burbank at the yeah. airport. They have airplanes and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Burbank. Yeah, the smallest airport I've been out of is Long Beach. Looks Same. Uh, at, at any rate, yeah, just it, it, most of them just felt like a slog for me. Just waiting for them to... Get whatever information like that would move the plot along and, and go to the next thing for almost all mm-hmm. of them, which is too like bad SNL. because he weird like most of the scenes are, are with some really great character actors uh, that he's playing off of, and then most of it just falls flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to pick up on one thing you said, when he wasn't being when he was just normal, he was better. I think that's why, like the Clark Griswold character, he does this so well because when he's at the normal family dad thing, I think it works. Really, he does that really well. It's when he tries to be this, the the wise cracking fast talker. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
All right, um, Alex, number three. My number three is the great character actors. It's like I, I couldn't go two seasons without spotting somebody who's like, hey, it's that guy. It's that lady. Like, uh, yeah, Maddie from Tombstone. Hey, uh, Maddie. Yeah. Uh, Gina Davis, of course, but she was fantastic. Wait, Maddie uh, was the girl from the tennis club thing? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that until you just said it right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. As Uncle Phil in a very small role, yeah. probably also, just starting out. In AKA Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 uh, who else? The great James Avery. Mm-hmm. Well, the police chief has been in a bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, Joe, Joe I, I just remember. Him. Yeah, I remember um, from Congo the most. Yeah, well, William Sanderson, uh, who's the um, oh god, I can't remember his name from Blade Runner. William but, Sanderson, but the the guy that. Oh yeah, the he's twenty five, but he yeah, looks he like has the old age 65. disease. Yeah, yeah, the guy that designs the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then as uh, the doctor, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, and Annette Walsh. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Underhill George Wendt. Yeah, George Wendt. Yeah, George Wendt. George Weiner. Who uh, can't stop? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Uh, but that little, that little. Uh, bit that gina davis had was great and this is like one of the few moments where i actually laughed where uh fletch is talking to the to, to the stupid chief and he says so yeah you can put this imprint and he flips him off <laughs> gina davis you could you could also put this imprint <laughs> she clumsy lit like kind of yeah she had a hard time with it yeah, <laughs> flips him off yeah, that and then was, she walks out yeah that was really cute oh my gosh it's yeah, like that, oh uh, gina uh, davis why aren't you starting in this movie yeah, yeah. Uh, she had like nothing to do in this movie. Why was she even in this yeah, movie? Just just stab somebody at the off at the newspaper office that was like enjoyable. Yeah, on Fletch's yeah. side. And his yeah. the boss his boss there, I think you already said his name. Um he plays like the psychiatrist in Die Hard Three, right? You remember like the one that's like says that uh Simon says uh, he can't be bought because he stammered and everything like that? Oh, is that him? I can't picture him right now. Uh, I'll look it up. You guys keep yeah, talking. Okay. That's, it, yeah. that's when I keep seeing his face. I know he's in a bunch of stuff, but that was the one I kept. You know, he stammered when McLean p- pushed him. Is uh, Bill Henderson, which I think is so the guy running the the Shriners, whatever, whatever that was, the American Legion. Pretty sure that, oh, yeah. that I'm pretty sure that was the same guy at the end of like Lethal Weapon Four that has his pee cup stolen by Joe Pesci. I don't know if you remember that. I do not remember that. He yells at Joe Pesci, (laughs) come back with that, you little son of a bitch. took me all day to fill that up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I do not. Out of all the lethal weapons, I remember before. It's like one of the last scenes of the movie. Uh, He was the cop in Clue. That one feels like we just did. That was probably a while ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just uh, what are you saying, Alex? Kenneth Mars? He's, he's a great character actor. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Scott, which guy were you saying was from the end of Lethal Weapon 4? Um, so that was Bill Henderson. Uh, the speaker, the guy that was like running the whatever dinner. Okay. We know who else is in Lethal Weapon 4? The other guy we were just talking about, and he's in the exact same scene. He's the rabbi. <laughs> when he steps on the oh, is of it piss. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Holy shit. Oh. Wow, this oh, it was this, in the this hospital when Jeff, Rene Russo was about to give birth. That, okay. that, yeah. that nod you just dropped to me made this all worth it. 
There you go. So then, and of but course, I don't think he was in uh, Chikern. Do you do you think do you think they were in the rehearsals and they're like, hey, I haven't seen you since Fletch, right? Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> that would be <laughs> terrible. That's a sh- <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think Chase, I was what an asshole, right? Three. Yeah. He was not in Die Hard 3, so I got him confused with somebody else. But at least I found the other tidbit. <laughs> Noise. All right. Um, where are we at now? Who is that? number two. My number two is yeah. the Laker dream sequence. Uh, I thought it was one of the funnier moments in the movie. And it's also probably because I remembered it as a kid. Also probably because I had Chick Hearn. Um, yeah, it was ridiculous, but funny, and yeah. And Kareem, Kareem had hair. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, Kareem, between this and Airplane, man, he was all over the big screen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty funny. So, And I also want to say his house with the magic Larry Bird-like poster slash cardboard cutout as well with the... I remember as a kid, I loved that. I wanted when I grow up, that's how my house is going to be. <laughs> it's a good house. It's probably just paying alimony. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember it's, as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remembered." He was always wearing, or not always, but he was wearing a Magic Johnson shirt jersey for a lot of the movie, and so. But yeah, he was wearing a Jesus. jersey that was signed by like it looked like all the players. It's like, what are you doing? Hmm. Did people did people do that? Dumb people. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Chevy Chase. Well, you know what? I in hockey, a lot of people have players sign their jerseys, and the people will wear them to the game. They won't like hang out at the beach with them and stuff. But yeah, they'll it's wear like, them oh, to the game. Yeah. I'll wear my signed shirt. Maybe I'll get more signatures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. But yeah. All right, uh, Scott number two. Number two is, is the character actors. Um, you haven't mentioned Tim Matheson either. Um, he's pretty much well, a, a in that in that same class, because uh, he, he usually does smaller roles when I when I do see him and things. Uh, so see him pop up here post uh, Animal House. Oh yeah, Otter. Mm-hmm. All right. He did that he played a, a very a villain spy in Burn Notice some years later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of all fucking shows that I remember. He was, he was Van Wilder's dad in Van Wilder. Oh, that's right. He went back to the National Lampoons. He was the the VP in West Wing. I did not know that. Yeah, I never saw West Wing. West Wings. West Wing. <laughs> all right, uh, Scott number two. That that was my number two. Sorry, Alex number two. Oh, my number two. This movie had a great premise. Like I uh, like I mentioned before, every like the blueprints of this movie seemed like awesome. Like this can't miss unless we cast the, the wrong people uh, or the wrong lead at least. Oh my gosh! But yeah, I love that uh, rich guy was scouting him, mistakes him for the junkie that he's supposed to be. By the way, only an out of touch rich white guy would think that Chevy Chase is a junkie. By the way, but yeah, I have notes for I have notes for that. Like, like you. <laughs> He was like clean shaven, like yeah. <laughs> he had like a nice tan going. Like, mm-hmm. really? I guess. Yeah. Um, the guy's like, I want to deal with the dirty bum guy, but not too dirty of a bum guy. Just... <laughs> yeah. See, so that kind of does make sense, actually. A rich, <laughs> rich white guy just wanted to uh, 
I want somebody to set up for killing me, but not just anybody. Um, yeah, hire him to kill him himself. <laughs> he calls it bone cancer. He doesn't even know. Bonitis. Uh, yeah, bonitis. And that ties into, uh, I get. I, I don't know, it was kind of haphazard that it kind of tied into the drug running stuff. They could have made that a bit more solid, bridged those two stories together a bit better. But all in all, I think the, the general plot, the premise, uh, is great. Everything, the execution, like, it's mostly just the execution that just made this terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my number one is the music. I mean, the first frame, you hear it, and it doesn't stop until the end. And it, I'm not even saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying the music. It's pervasive. And they just, <laughs> and they just well, kept doing pervasive, it. Pervasive, actually. Yeah. Means bad. But anyway. Yeah. See what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, just. Music from just didn't care. They bought they bought like two tracks and just kept playing it the whole time. You get one song, Fallmeyer, make it count. <laughs> yeah, so that's my number one, Alex. Or sorry, Scott. Number one is is uh, kind of in line with what Alex is saying. the The central mystery here is interesting. Um, yeah. I, I do think it's a little lame that it all ties together, uh, but. Like the whole drug thing, I was like, whatever. I don't, I don't really care about that. But the, uh, but about what what the actual thing was, because I I think it's pretty obvious to to like they weren't expecting the audience to, to think that that he actually wanted to be killed. I mean, and they dispense with that right away with the, him finding out that he doesn't have cancer, and then, um, but it was interesting as kind of a, like a, you know old school. You know, I got the Christie and Pro thing um, to to see if uh, like what what the actual uh, plot was, and and that that was that that much of it was fun. Um, yeah, it was a little convenient that the whole drug thing and and the other thing were all tied together. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting. I was into that much of it. All right, and Alex. My number one is the biggest laugh that this movie got for me, and it is probably the stupidest joke <laughs> that can be put in anything, really, but it got me really fucking good because I was not expecting it at all. <laughs> when the uh, when the Doberman was chasing Chevy Chase and then finally got to his car, and I'm sure this is the joke is uh, another topical thing and based on something very horrible, but I still laughed. <laughs> when the dog was on top of his car and Fletch said, Hey, look, a defenseless child over there. <laughs> the dog goes, What? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. That was funny. I know. Because it's like, Oh my gosh, this movie did something funny. <laughs> that was a, was a good dog stunt. They fucking actually had that dog, like, basically roll off the car. Yeah. Yeah, a stunt. <laughs> I'm sure it was a train sure stunt. It was the yeah. They just they had it licking peanut butter yeah, off the trunk yeah, and then they yeah, peeled yeah. out. The same same dog from Vacation. Also, how this dog was smart as a raptor was opening doors. Hell yeah, Cloverman's man. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it. Any honorable mentions? 
Nope. I I just had one thing that I remembered back in the day that Kevin Smith was going to try to reboot this. Because I guess there was a graphic novel based off of this or something, too. And he wanted Jason Lee to play Fletch. I think I could totally see that. And I guess uh, it was like Harvey Weinstein or something. They just didn't see Jason Lee doing it. And it was also during this big Disney acquisition of Miramax and all that stuff. So it never really happened. But um, It wound up in development hell. Yeah, but I could definitely see Jason Lee doing it. I don't know. He seems like he could pull it off better than Chevy Chase. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised yep. they, they they haven't done something with it because with with Hollywood's penchant for easy, yeah. easy pickings. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, let's rate it as usual. We rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. Um, I will go ahead and rate it first, and I am going to give this a three. I did not like it. I didn't hate it, uh, but there's a little... It's, it's a borderline 3-4 for me because there were some things I like, but nah, it's a 3 for me. Scott? Uh, also, give it a 3. Um, I, I will say that it did a decent job of, of at least connecting the scenes like plot to plot point. Um, but then there were just some that just went on way too long. Like the end of the chase when he's in the the, the dinner, uh, running the scam and the 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 hangar again, um, and just him just being borderline obnoxious uh, for for half the movie uh, didn't didn't really work for me. And worst of all, this is supposed to be like an all time comedy, and, and it just really didn't make me laugh all that much. So mm-hmm. yeah, three. Okay, and Alex, three as well. All right. uh, yeah, the whole time, I mean, <laughs> I was watching it with the missus, and she's like, is, this is supposed to be a comedy, right? It's like, it's <laughs> supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't funny, and the whole time I was like, man, I, I really wish I was watching Beverly Hills Cop instead of this, honestly. <laughs> and I might just watch that right now, <laughs> after this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, I apologize for the selection, boys. Don't ever apologize, Jeff. Because if you do it, then, then at some point we will, and that's just never going to happen. I'm not going to. I'm just yeah, saying exactly. you shouldn't either. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are on to me. All right. Well, Until our the babies comes around, we're not going to apologize. Yeah. Arena. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well, our crossover topic this week is just our favorite Chevy Chase movies, shows, moments, whatever. Because uh, um, none of us really remember this movie beforehand, so that's why we had to do something like this. And every once in a while, it's fun to be not so creative and just talk about an actor from the movie or whatever. So, yeah, I will go first. And uh, my first one's already a cheat. It's not really a cheat. It's not a movie. It's not a TV show. It's, it's a short. music video by Paul Simon. Uh, you can call me Al. Damn, that's actually really good. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do you guys know the Paul Simon song? Nope. It's in my head. You probably know it, Alex. Yeah. I, I definitely I probably have heard it, but yeah. Call me you heard it. Be my bodyguard. Yeah. I will be and in the, in the music video, Paul Simon is just walking around singing, and Chevy Chase is right there, too, just doing weird stuff. And I think that's why I like the songs. Oh, it's Chevy Chase. I know this guy. What is the actual name of that song? Is it you called can call me out. 
I think so. Yeah, you can call me Al. Is the okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. go check out the music video. And it's a good song. Yeah, it's catchy. I like it. All right, Scott, what's your number five? Number five, uh, also not a movie, uh, but TV show, uh, Community. The Chevy Chase interview show. Yeah, TV the Chevy show. Chase Hour. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Show. Uh, his performance as Pierce on Community uh, was, was actually pretty funny for the first few seasons, anyway. Uh, he, he still gets funny stuff to do. And then he kind of got phased out because, I, as I understand, I could be dead wrong with this, but it, he, they just kind of phased him out of the show because he was a pain in the ass. That's what I've always heard. But he. He, he he wasn't even like the funniest character or the best character, but he was funny on that show. Uh, so I'll, I'll give him credit for that. All right, Alex. My number five is well, I did Chevy Chase characters, but we can go with movies too because it's basically the same thing. This movie yeah. I barely remember watching, and it's one of the few movies that my dad just absolutely did not like. Is no bueno. Is no bueno. No me gusta. <laughs> wow. Chevy Chase as Nick Halloway in Memoirs of the Invisible Man. Huh. I barely remember this movie. I, I don't remember. His it was at the time I was old enough to think, you know what? Uh, comedians are sometimes really, really good in dramatic roles. So it's like, okay, this is more of a, you know, more of a, a, a drama maybe suspense thing okay let's give it a shot nope didn't like it at the drive-in when i saw it and i haven't seen it since who was the love interest in that was it daryl hannah yeah okay i believe it was yeah sounds like there was a lot of chemistry there if i remember correctly yeah i don't think so either (laughs) well she couldn't see him for one well (laughs) yeah Oh my gosh, out of morbid curiosity, I might want to look that movie up and watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to put it on my list. <laughs> One Thank of the God. few movies not on my watch list for this podcast. Alright. Uh, my number four is a movie that I haven't seen in a while, so it's probably not going to hold up. But I remember loving it as a kid. The Spies Like Us. Him and Dan Aykroyd. Okay. I, I, yeah, I thought I, that I, was pretty funny too when I saw it as yeah, a kid. I remember seeing that like a ton as a kid. I barely remember yeah. The only thing I remember is like the the super hot chicks coming out of the tent. And I know the I tent. Remember. Yeah. Oh, think, yeah. And then, and then them playing like it wasn't even it wasn't even chess. It was like Risk <laughs> at the end with the the Russian counterparts. And anyway, that's like all I remember for that movie. <laughs> I remember they were taking a test in class, and he had like Dan Aykroyd had the answer. He had an eye patch on, or one of them had an eye patch on. And they had the answers on the eye patch, so he would like pull it away and look at the answers. I remember that, and then I remember yeah, the, the hot Russian girls that they get with in the tents and wherever they're in Moscow. Or I think that was like the first uh, Vanessa Angel movie. She was one of the the Russians. Oh, Chris Angel's she, mom? No. Oh. So anyway, that is my number four. So Alex, or sorry, Scott, number four. Uh, my number four is Ty Webb uh, from Caddyshack. Uh, here oh, here, here we see him doing the same kind of fast talking, just being weird, but it's a much smaller doses. Um, mm-hmm. 
And it was actually really funny with, with him playing off of Bill Murray, that, that whole sequence when uh, he, he hits the ball into uh, Bill Murray's little shack. Uh, that, that sequence is an all-timer. <laughs> uh, it's a real dynamite hack. Uh, <laughs> and just him, him being weird and uh, be the ball be your future it's pretty funny yep agreed alright Alex number four my number four is Chevy Chase as the hot tub repairman in hot tub time machine I don't even remember that. Uh, yeah, small bit part. He's the, he's like the the magic man that uh, tells them to repair that they need the Chernobyl. And is it just me? Because I love that movie. I thought it's hilarious, but no, nobody else that has seen this movie has liked it. In fact, they hate it. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't relate. All the, the characters are hateable. I can't relate to any of them. They suck. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's kind of why I like them. Yeah, and that's why you like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but Charlie's got the heart. Hello? He's the heart hey. and soul. The first time I saw uh, Hot Tub, I, I was pretty hungover. I wasn't thinking about things too hard. <laughs> all right. Uh, on to my number three now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, mine is Caddyshack. Um, everything Scott said. Uh, he's pretty good in that. He's, like I said, him teaching Dan. I remember he was on the putting green in Danny's caddy dorm. You do drugs, Danny? <laughs> Every day. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Sinking the putts. Uh, just, yeah, him being like the... Just, he, I thought he's really good in that, in that. I think all those guys are firing on all all cylinders. Yeah. And that scene with Bill Murray, like he said, from, from what I understand, those guys hated each other. On SNL, they just were always at each other's throats. But that's pretty pretty good stuff in that movie. So mm-hmm. that's my number three, Scott. Which number three? Okay. My number three is uh, Dusty Bottoms from Three Amigos. Yeah, higher. Uh, this one's a little hard to separate just from my overall enjoyment of the movie. Um, but, but I think he, he works here as, as like more of like a bumbling, uh, idiot, uh, rather than, than this, like this supposedly smooth operator. Uh, yeah, just, it works a lot better. Um, he has some, some funny funny lines with him and the, the like the girl in this the um but uh yeah yeah dusty bottoms and the name is pretty hilarious yeah, agreed all right alex number three number three ty webb is in caddyshack enough said <laughs> all right and then yeah my number two is three amigos dusty um everything scott said some of the scenes are with him in the canteen uh, pretty classic. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> Lafar, 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 and shooting the invisible swordsman. We all uh, shot up into the air. And then, uh, <laughs> rape the donkeys and <laughs> kill the women. Yeah, right off on the women. <laughs> That's what it is. Whatever it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dusty from Three Amigos. 
All right, Scott, number two. All right, uh, number two is uh, first Clark Griswold sighting from Christmas Vacation. First, that's not the first one. I mean, on on our list. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I see. Yep. Also, I, I, I won't say much more about this because I think somebody else at least have mm-hmm. yeah. the character, and I might have cheated was... and doubled up on it. We will see. <laughs> oh, you bastard! All right, uh, Scott. Or sorry, Alex. Number two. Uh, Dusty Bottoms as well. Fantastic. <laughs> Jimmy, stick to the side characters. You're fantastic. <laughs> All right, and my number one is Clark Griswold as well, as well. But I'm picking specifically Christmas Vacation. Uh, that's by far my favorite of those movies. We recently watched well three of them. We didn't see Vegas again, but we saw the original European and Christmas. European's awful. That was worse than Fletch. Uh, first one's pretty good, but I think the whole Christmas thing and him with dealing with the in-laws and his kids and his wife, everything is yeah. Clark Griswold. He's great. And like I said, he's more relatable. He just wants to have family Christmas. He's always wanted to have yeah. big Christmas. And, you know, there's some of the stuff that's over the top with him on the sled and all that stuff. But for the most part, I think it works with him. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, actually, there was a scene in Fletch where he was looking out the window, looking at the girl sunbathing. Yeah, yeah. And Laura was like, that's the scene from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> or one of the yeah, yeah, when he's looking at yeah. Christy Brinkley in the pool, or yeah. I don't know if it's Christy Brinkley. It's the does doesn't he sing the perfume the bra underwear lady? What? Does doesn't he sing uh, Swing Low in one of the other movies? Or I think there's something else. One of the one of the vacation movies. I think that's Three Amigos. I think, but I'm not sure. You're right. He does sing it in something, and now I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Just, I know in that scene when he's imagining it, it's playing the Maka Taliki Maka is exactly yeah yeah and I said it's not yeah. Chrissy Brinkley it's the underwear underwear girl from earlier yeah, in the movie the, the mall. it's a bit nipply in here <laughs> yeah nipple <laughs> um all right uh, Scott number one number one is also Clark Griswold from the original Vacation uh, right. I think both of these. Um, I think I, I he's definitely got funnier things that he says in Christmas Vacation, um, like how he interacts with the neighbors, as, as we mentioned. I think when we did the podcast, uh, but in in this one you see him slowly become more unhinged. I think it's a slightly more nuanced. Uh, just um, <laughs> the whole thing with the dog, uh, just him uh, robbing the. The, the front of the, the hotel or whatever it is, uh, walking through the desert. But ultimately it comes down to the uh, the two angry speeches that he gives at the end of both movies. Uh, you know, whip, whistling zippity doodah out of their assholes uh, <laughs> is, is, is great. Uh, yeah, the, the Clark Griswolds from those two. I don't think he has anything like approaching that in... Certainly, Vegas vacation. I don't. I don't remember European vacation all that well, but I don't think he does there either. I don't remember, but it was bad. All right, Alex, number one. Also, Clark Griswold, all timer, one timer, all timer, all timer. Uh, yeah, uh, we haven't mentioned Vegas vacation, but I do like uh, when the tables turn on 
uh, Clark and Cousin Eddie when he's the one being the asshole and he's, you know, Eddie's trying to help him out and be nice and he digs up his life savings from the back from the backyard to go to that terrible casino. Uh, how many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> what number am I thinking of? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fantastic. But yeah, most of the vacation movies. I don't remember anything from European vacation except for uh, Rusty sees that uh, that girl's boobies. <laughs> that German waitress's boobies. And that's it. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. very good. <laughs> um, I have no honorable mentions, but I want to say that I was... There wasn't much for, for him. And I was like, no, he's been in a bunch, a lot more stuff. And he was, but nothing I really remembered. Except this movie came up. Funny Farm. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, it's exactly what my response was. And... I think I saw that in the movie theater. If not, like I rented it, like you know, the first week it came out, and I remember it not being funny. And it's right in the title. It was says "Funny Farm," but it wasn't. Is that, that was uh, Mary Steenburgen. No, it's like I just looked at the. It's look. It's it's a wannabe Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> it's not. Really? What, am I thinking of? what was I'm thinking about? What was this one Chevy Chase movie where uh, some toxic waste or toxic stuff? Oh, on him, yeah, and then he gets yeah, telekinetic that is a powers. weird fucking movie. Um, it's not zapped. <laughs> it's something like like High Times or High Anxiety. It's not High Anxiety. It's like, let me see if I can find this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Scott, the girl is Medellin Smith Osborne. Yeah, I don't. Crazy train. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking Sharon. at her, I mean, she was in 2010, Urban Cowboy. Funny farm, so she didn't much. But yeah, I as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Oh!" I'm, and looking at the trailer, it looked like a cross between the Great Outdoors and the Money Pit or something. So he doesn't have any original movies. He's dumb. The, uh, it was Modern Problems, Alex. And, Modern uh, Problems. Yeah, one one of these days we should do the one that was Dan nope. Aykroyd's baby, um, Nothing But Trouble. Hmm. Which. Well, <laughs> we, we should uh-huh. do it just just because I I want to see if if we can get ones across the board. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> a we'll, have, we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Hey, so I'm confused. Was he ever an official cast member of SNL or? No? Yeah, he was like one season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it on his credits here. It's probably at the very top because maybe he was a guest recently. I guess that's true. It's ordered. Okay. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, great like... performance in the Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters video. <laughs> yeah, who are you going to call? Chevy Chase. I can't hear you. Okay. I always forget one of those guys. It's like Steve Martin was never a cast member. He was just on it though a bunch of times. Right? I don't remember. Really? Huh. I think. It's one of those guys that everyone, we, we all think that was part of it in the early days, but they weren't. They were just like... John, a, John Belushi. Well, he was definitely on it. <laughs> and Acre was definitely <laughs> on it. Bill Murray was on it. Um, Eddie Murphy, they're all... It's, I think it might... I thought it was Chevy Chase, but no, because he, he did the Weekend Update, right? So yeah, not him. Uh, I think it's Steve Martin. Chris Farley. Anyway, that's it. So it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. 
Sports ball? So, what, is the Super Bowl this Sunday? It is. It is, what, the Kansas City Chefs and the Buccaneers? Yep. There it is. Good night, folks. Florida. One of these teams will win. Florida versus Missouri. <laughs> I'll be dead in the cold. <laughs> I'll be dead in the cold, cold ground before I recognize Missouri. That's right. Mm-hmm. You tell him, Abe. Uh, have the Have the Chiefs been in the Super Bowl before? They uh, won it last year. Yes, they won it last <laughs> oh, year. Did they? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So, in short answer is yes. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, they beat the night the San Francisco 49ers last year. Oh, and then this the year it's the Buccaneers with Tom Brady. The the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this uh, is going to be uh, a weird Super Bowl Sunday. Mm, it's just going to be a normal Sunday. I just hope they don't turn it into like a super spreader event. Yeah, well, too late. Where is it, by the way? Do you guys know? In Tampa Bay. It's actually the first time ever. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that a team who's oh, in it is hosting it at the same time. Wow. Something like that. I mean, geez, well, it's, you, don't it's, wanna, you don't want to go to Florida. Well, I, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I, if it was anywhere else, I'd be worried, but Florida has things under control. Yeah, you're dead. Fish. <laughs> All the players bring their own like body bags. Yeah. Uh, what one? Oh, pr- predictions. Pain. Pain. <laughs> uh, I I go with the Chiefs. Just cause. With the chefs. It's a brand new Andy Reid. I think if everyone's healthy and there's no last minute COVID things, I think I'll pop. I think I go with the Chiefs as well. Hey, Chief. Uh, Who's the quarterback for the Chiefs? Dan Marino. Mahomes. My homes. Pete, Holmes. <laughs> Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Guy's got a lot of, a lot of versatility. It's range. A lot of range. Yeah. It's like his, his arms don't look that that big. Yeah. He's not throwing with his arms. Yeah. He's got a third arm out there. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, it's time for Neil News. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did want to, to throw in one little bit of a sports thing, though. Uh, Scott, I said it's time for Neil News. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, segment is over. Fine. Anyway, no, just go. Okay. No. <laughs> um, uh, I say in one of the chats. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite things in, in all sports is is in pro hockey and, and like the NHL. It was you know every, every sport has these unwritten rules, and a lot of them are just stupid. Uh, mm-hmm. But hockey has one that I that might be my favorite, which is that if if both teams are going to brawl, like there's going to scrap. There's an unwritten rule that both goalies have to like skate out to the middle of the ice and fight each other, which I fucking love because they have nothing to do with each other for the rest of the game. Like, there's no like bad blood there. Like, it's not like one of them accidentally slashed the other one or anything like that because it's impossible. But, but for whatever reason, they got to skate out to the middle of the ice and like, <laughs> and they have no choice either. Like, they've got to do it. Like the the teammates will like be disappointed in them if they don't. Yeah. That's not a hundred percent true. So. <laughs> nope, it's completely true. I just saw no. a video of it happen. Yeah, and that was very rare, and it was awesome last year. But if it's if it's one goalie jumps in to fight 
the other guy, then the other goalie has to come in and take him out. Like you can't have an outnumbered. They can't have an outnumbered thing. It's no fair. That's I like usually what it is. Better, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, give the business. Is there a rule that says that mules can't play hockey? I don't think there is. No. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Disney, here's your next movie. Yep. yep. Did Air did, did Airbud ever play ice hockey? <laughs> I think he stopped at soccer. Okay. Yeah, ice hockey might be a little brutal. I watched another video of a dude no. take one, take a puck off of his like thigh, and it basically like dropped him to the ground. He's like crawling around the ice because he couldn't move, and then he finally like gets back up again and then dives in front of another puck and oh, takes it like genius. on the shin. It's and, really, oh, the shin! I thought it was the same exact spot. <laughs> it was the same leg. So Jesus. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! So it's like, broken in two places. And like the commentators were like. All the hockey coaches in the world are like, like smiling at this. I'm like, I fucking bet they are. <laughs> it's not them on the ice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this guy didn't do it on purpose, but uh, a guy in the Kings just took a slap shot to the face the other day. Ooh. Oh, it's brutal. Blood and teeth everywhere. Oh, He's out for a while. Oh, they go through his mask. Oof. They don't wear masks. They have eye shield, but it came up underneath and got him like in the lip, oh, nose, okay. and pushed. Every- yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that's uh, but speaking of what, there was no Air Bud, but there was a, a like a set of movies called MVP, Most Valuable oh, yes. Primate. <laughs> oh man, I'm surprised but Jeff doesn't mean that more often. That's like two of Jeff's favorite things in the whole world. Yeah, <laughs> hockey and chimps. Yeah. yeah, dude, put that on your list. I've never seen it, and I'm sure it's god awful. I ain't gonna watch that. Oh, uh, you'll love it. Watch, watch it with the, the kids. <laughs> Pretty bad. All right, now it's time for yes. Neum News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll kind of do like we did last week. Uh, so I'll keep my end of things quick. Uh, for for a hot second, it looked like there, there was a, a leak that Black Widow would, would be on Disney Plus as a uh, like another Mulan thing with this whatever you want to call we'll it. Special let you pay access. us extra. To yeah, special them. access or premium access or whatever the hell they're calling it. Yeah. Um, but now it looks like that 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 is not official. Uh, previously, like Marvel, Marvel's been on record, um, MCU, Disney, whatever, as uh, saying that they had no plans to 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 not have their lineup in theaters, um, like exclusively anyway. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm such an MCU sucker. I, I don't know if I would pay money, the extra money for this or not. Um, you I would. probably would. I probably mm-hmm. would. Um, I wouldn't be happy about it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so I'm curious to see if Disney finally breaks down and, and does this thing. But uh, looks like they're sticking to their guns. Um. So outside of mm. outside of that, um, I'm assuming both of you guys have seen the fourth episode of WandaVision. Yep, I have. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll we'll roll around and finish off with that. So, Alex, anything you wanted to go over besides WandaVision? Um, 
Well, kind of. Just like a gamer question for you guys. Do you, do you guys take a break in between games and just do like... Uh, I've, I just finished Cyberpunk. And then since I started playing uh, Batman Arkham City. And then I stopped for Cyberpunk. And then I picked it up again afterwards. And I beat that also. Great game, by the way, still. All the side quests? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, man, I'd make a terrible Batman because, yeah, I'm just like, oh, Riddler. I've hit Riddler. Riddler's hit another person over here. It's like, oh, they're on their own. <laughs> Lame. Oh, I mean, Victor... yeah, the Riddler ones are hard, but all the rest. <laughs> Victor says, oh, I've got a victim over here. It's like, well, good luck with that, Victor. Nah, you got to do them. They're fun. <laughs> the Riddler one's not that fun. The rest are fun. Yeah, maybe I'll dive back in, but uh, it's it's like those those games are like so so heavy and like tone and and you know drama and everything that I just need to take a break. So right now, uh, as like the game that I'm playing is uh, Jump Force, which is a stupid just anime button masher game, and eh, I mean it's doing its job. It turns off my brain. I don't know to, guys, to, to answer your question, Alex. I. I go through this thing where if I'm if I'm reading something or, or watching something or playing something that I really enjoy and then I finish it, I, I, I always kind of feel a little lost. I, <laughs> like, well, now what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, this, there's always this kind of, um, I don't know, come down that that, uh, that I don't enjoy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I find, like when I, like Cyberpunk, um, you know, there was enough to get me to start over on that, but I've, I've kind of chilled out on that a little bit. Um, and I, I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of dick around like through my, my current game catalog or, or just find something stupid to watch. Um, like reading, reading is probably the worst cause that'll, I'll just do nothing but read. Um, when, when I'm, when I'm not, so it's probably better that I take breaks. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Short, short answer is I just generally feel lost when I'm done with things. <laughs> okay yeah i get that feeling too but then yeah like i said i have enough like beat em up and yeah you know, like one button masher games that it's like oh, i'll just play this to relax not have to think about the the heavy choices that i have to make as a gritty <laughs> rpg character yeah so i've just been playing sudoku on my phone <laughs> so. there, you go. There, there was a point in the the quarantine where i was playing a shitload of uh picross yeah, Picross. So, Have you guys heard of this? Yeah, it's pretty red. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Yeah. My only thing, I, I can't leave a video game and then come back to it after a while, a game like that, and then remember where I was. and It just pisses me off, and I have to start over. That I don't like. I don't know if you guys ever yeah. have that. Where yeah, you're, say you're yeah. playing Arkham yeah. City, and then you stop, and then you come back. or I, I had to do that with... Uh, like I, I don't beat a whole lot of games, but... It's what I wound up doing with uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, where I got pretty far in it, and then I put it down because work or something was going on, I just didn't have the energy, and then I eventually came back to it, I'm like, well, those 30 hours or whatever are down the drain. Time to <laughs> time to start over. <laughs> start over. Yeah. yeah, and that's what finally ended my playing Breath of the Wild. Like, was gone forever, came back... I- took me forever to remember what i was doing did it and then i came back after another six months and i was like nope not happening <laughs> so, so you haven't beaten it right no i got to like the last or what are the four fortresses i was on the fourth one okay. and then yeah I've, I've, I've barely played it so i need to get into that one of these days mm-hmm. 
I mean, uh, technically, you don't need to go to the four fortresses. You can just go straight to Ganon. Yeah. Sure, technically. <laughs> uh, anything else, Alex? Uh, nope, that's it. Right. WandaVision. Uh, Jeff, anything you wanted to, to go over? Um, just one thing real quick. I've been uh, watching old episodes of Entourage on HBO. And there was just, it was pretty hilarious that one scene, they're all, I don't know if you, do you guys ever watch that show or not? I've seen yeah, a man. handful of episodes. Yeah, and just a lot of TNA, right? And so every yeah. time Vince has a new girl next to him or whatever, and in this one scene, they're all in a limo, and the girl next to him is Gal Gadot. Really? And I was like, is that Gal Gadot? And then she spoke, and I was like, that's definitely Gal Gadot. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? That was the half the Justice League right there, because you had Aquaman and Wonder Woman in the limo together. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Yep. Well, I just thought it was, was pretty, pretty hilarious how she stood out. And like, out of everyone in that scene, she was just a little extra... In the background, and now she's bigger than all those guys. I I, I will say that that Emmanuel Shriki should be more things. <laughs> just just saying. Yeah. Just saying. All right. So she's uh, that guy from uh, Top of the Heap or whatever. You lost what? You lost me. What was uh, the ah, the other Mary with Children clone that what's his face was on? Matt, yeah, Top of Matt the Heap with Joey. Yeah. No, but not that one, but the other one that was not a spinoff, but a clone of Married with Children. That... Oh, and it had E in it. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? Oh, are you talking about the one with, like, Nikki Cox? Yes. Yes. Okay. What the hell is the name of that show? I forget what it was called. <laughs> Unha- Unhappily Ever After or something? That was it. That was it? Okay. That was it? Oh, okay. Didn't, like, Cat- didn't, like, the whole doll. plot on that completely change, like, after, like, a season or two? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be more about the dad talking to the doll, and then like it just turned into like the Nikki Cox show or something. I think <laughs> or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then she had plastic surgery and turned into a monster. Ugh. Yeah, don't look it up. Okay. Whew. Too late. <laughs> Gonna do it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that, that's all I got. So yeah, talk about okay. One one division. <laughs> Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yes, spoiler yeah. alerts, spoilers. spoilers. All right, so... Um, John Rambo makes an appearance. I was I was right and wrong about several things. Uh, yep. So, so I did say that I thought that the sword like organization was, good, was there to help, and I was right about that. Um, mm-hmm. The whole thing about uh, different factions was wrong about that. So I think those were the two big things. Uh, I was definitely wrong about the the beekeeper thing. <laughs> Although that one was, I admit that was a bit of a stretch to begin with. Um, yeah, still. Uh, but uh, yeah, the whole sword thing. I, I want to say that I, I, I somehow knew that sword was a thing in the MCU. Um, so it wasn't something like they made it for the show. Um, but uh, yeah, so sword is this organization that's like. I, it was like special weapon something like special that had to do with like AI weapons, um, but yeah, we, we start getting some some lore from other things getting pulled in here with a uh, daughter of Rambo. <laughs> yeah, um, so get call back to Captain Marvel. Um, so that was the casting that I had heard about last week that I was telling you guys okay. about, like on the casting call that they knew that she was hired to play Monica Rambo. Okay, and so that was the thing that I got. I had spoiled by Kevin Smith. Well, even even like 
Kat Dennings thing. I almost spoiled myself on um, about her. That was, yeah, surprise. I didn't know about that. Um, But, uh, yeah, (laughs) the Rambo and uh, Captain Marvel being roommates, quote unquote. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But but we see, uh, yeah, Rambo's daughter. I think it's cool to to pick up that thread. Um, If she is in this, though, that kind of, that makes me think that that won't be a thing in, in, like, other stuff i i don't know like i'm curious when we're, we're going to finally see the jump from more of the 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 tv driven stuff like play out on the big screen um as opposed to the other way around um but yeah let's, yeah. let's kind of start start from the beginning um so we actually see people getting snapped back oh that was awesome that that thought that was very cool it was very yeah. interesting and mm-hmm. I wanted to see a lot more of it. <laughs> uh, it was cool. There was like one background voice you heard, like, they're all coming back. They're all coming back or something like that. Yeah. was really cool to hear. Um, you know, it, it is Disney Plus and, and, you know, the MCU's never been like that dark. But, like, there, there had to have been like a ton of instances of people getting snapped back in like horrible situations. Like, you know, what if they got snapped away where they were in a car? Like how the hell is that supposed to work? Like like that. Kind oh of yeah, stuff. <laughs> just in the middle uh, of the freeway. Yeah, yeah. There's like people in, in bad bad places, but um, yeah, it was just really cool to see like something. We got we got a little bit of that in in the last Spider Man, um, but but that was basically it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just the the fallout of all that. I, I feel like the the MCU hasn't really dug into yet. Um, so it's very cool to see that. Um, you know, you get the name drop right away with with Rambo. Um, you get get introduction to sh- to Sword, not Shield. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I I do like I, I, I and I really hope they don't they don't do this uh, where they they turns out that sh- like Shield has nefarious purposes, um, but uh, they just seem like they're actually doing what they're supposed to do, which is like monitor this kind of shit. Um, I, I imagine at some point that the director dude. Is is not going to be evil, but it's going to be like okay, we need to like shut her down or whatever for for the good of everybody, and there's mm. going to be some conflict there. I really hope though it isn't going to turn to one of those things where, like, oh, he's secretly a hydra agent or some bullshit like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so we get the yeah. Shield organization. They show up with Darcy, um, Marcy Darcy, just Darcy. I forget what her last name is, but Cat Dennings. <laughs> yeah. Um, Get, get introduced to the Jimmy Woo character, um, as as played by uh, uh, Randall Park, um, and he's he I, I he he's pretty funny. Uh, he learned I, some close up magic. Did you see? Yeah. Um, he I I don't know if that's a character from the comics. No idea. Mm. Um, but but I did like his presence there. I kind of like you know my 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 first thought was when when they pull up to the small town and weird shit's happening was like oh they should totally do like the MCE version of the X Files with this guy like oh yeah definitely and they kind of had something like that well the, well not really but there's the whole shield thing but like yeah throw him throw Cat Dennings together and have them go solve like mystery of the week things for like six or seven episodes or whatever i think that'd be a lot of fun mm-hmm. um Oops, sorry whoa 
Did that come from Jeff's weird cave or from, from your <laughs> No, that was my phone. That was oh, BJ uh, saying was we, me. we found a sentinel. Uh, yeah, uh, for yeah. the most part, this entire episode takes place out of the the titular WandaVision uh, as, as a group of people try to figure out what the hell's going on. We find yeah. out that it actually is like a physically based location, which we kind of got at the end of the last episode. Um but the, yeah, the the whole like stuff before with the, the TV watching at the end of the first episode—that's all them just being monitored. So we're not really any closer to how it all started, like how they got stuck in their in their thing. Um, but again, we get reinforced for sure this time that that Wanda definitely has a measure of control over what's going on, over who's there and who isn't. Um, but real life people are stuck inside of this this construct. Um, yep. as, as, as shown by the, by the missing persons that they, that they, they start pulling up. Um, it is interesting that the other people inside, like, know that Rambo, I, I, I can't even remember her character's first name, but, uh, that Monica, is it, was it Monica? Pretty sure. Okay. Uh, that, that, uh, that Rambo, um, wasn't pulled in. She just like forced her own way in yeah um and uh she wasn't part of the westfield westfield westview town. yeah so but they they all knew that um so so questions for you guys um mm-hmm. is everybody everybody in the construct is not merely playing along like they're actually like their whole mindset is like been tampered for the whole thing um, so was Rambo's also. Once she went in, I think so. Okay, that that would make sense because, like, what the hell else was she doing that whole time? Yeah, and then you know that spark of familiar familiarity that came at the end. It's like, oh, oh yeah, you had a brother, Pietro. Ultron killed him. Yeah, that. I, what did okay. you say? Yeah, I, 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 that makes a lot more sense that she just slipped because she wasn't trying to like play a role. She, she literally just like. A little bit of reality crept in, and then yeah. and, okay, that makes that makes sense. I think um, so. Uh, so. Also, it scared the shit out of me. Super spoilers, by the way, but I think that is actually <laughs> visions. Like she's animating his corpse and just walking him around somehow with her like uh, cosmic energy is kind of revived him, but he he doesn't really look all that great. Yeah, she's reeking at Bernie's him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, that was that was a little disturbing to, to see him with like the the mind gem ripped out of his yeah oh, forehead. Okay. That yeah. that did that startled me. It's like oh shit. Uh, yeah, and then it finishes with them like on the couch again uh, to to focus where the next episode will will probably start. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and we got. Yeah, like you said, creepy. You got dark again at the end. Um, so yeah, we learn what happens when we try to go in. Um, they they didn't really show what happened to the to the guys they sent in the sewer. That's true. Maybe um, yeah, Wanda rewinded them right back into the sewer. Yeah, we 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 got the the one drone explains the the helicopter. Um, mm-hmm. they didn't explain what happened to all the other drones. Yeah, they're probably around town somewhere. 
problem. What I thought was weird there is when when they sent it in, Monica sent it in. It was like crept in Marvel colors. I don't know if you got that. It was blue, yellow, and red, which to me felt like Captain Marvel colors. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then I thought when they when they found it, it was more like Iron Man colors. Yeah, that's how I remembered it too. Yeah. Mm. So, so and they said stuff changes, right? So it went from a drone to a toy helicopter. Stuff goes to the whatever decade they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why the colors changed. And maybe it did. Maybe there was always those three colors, but you just couldn't see it from a certain angle or whatever. But that was interesting. Yeah. Why'd you colorize this? We didn't. Ooh. So I'd have to go back and 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 watch again. I, is the woman who is stuck in the commercials was she on the missing persons board? You know what? I have to take another look because I was. I, that's something I should have been looking for. Damn it. Yeah, I didn't think about it. That That's good. Um, yeah, overall, I enjoyed this episode. Um, a lot, a lot of stuff going on here. Some, some, some reintroduction of, of well, reintroduction of one character, uh, introducing another um, for real this time with with Rambo, mm-hmm. uh, explaining the whole sword thing. Uh, learning that well, they introduce they reintroduced this to Jimmy Woo also. Yeah. About him, new introduction for him. Where, where was he in before? Ant Man and the Wasp. Was he? Yeah. Oh shit! I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, he was the guy that kept checking in on him. Right, we thought he right. was yeah, out the, of house, house arrest and stuff. And that's why he does magic. I don't know if you saw that. He did magic, <laughs> yeah, he learned which he learned okay. from Paul Rudd from the website. Okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I completely forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man. That that I appreciate that even more now. Um, <laughs> also, Jimmy Woo flip. I'm also totally shipping uh, Jimmy Woo and, and Darcy. <laughs> There's going to be some sparks flying there. I'm calling it now. Uh, all right. So, okay, here's a, okay. Here's a question. Right. Will Natalie Portman appear first in a Marvel uh, Disney Plus show or a Star Wars Disney Plus show? Oh, shit. Ooh. Damn. Neither. Uh, I think Marvel. <laughs> Because she's doing Love and Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. she shows up in the Loki show. Yeah. I'm just hoping for the the behind the scenes Anakin Padme years. <laughs> it's like a sitcom. Yeah. Imagine that WandaVision show with just those two acting next to each other. Just just riding around. Acting like, was in quotes. Riding around on those, those, those stupid Hippo, hippo, whatever the fuck those things were. Just rolling down the (laughs) grass the entire time. Mm -hmm. It's all because of that forbidden kiss you never should have given me. Speaking of which, uh, I want to say it was cyberpunk when I was like tooling around in in the beach and doing some missions over there, but I could have sworn I heard one of the like background characters was like, man, I don't know why I'm here. I hate the beach. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. Yeah. I think I think I, did, I got that too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was gonna say for me, I don't know if you guys remember last week. I was saying, yeah, they're gonna lose me here. This episode brought me back in. They finally started tying stuff together, and I have a feeling that's probably why they did it. Like <laughs> it's like okay, were... this is where we're gonna lose people, and we'll hook them yeah. with a right hook, right to the gut. With Basically, that's yeah. just tied us into the Marvel universe. Like get people, and now we can go back do more sitcoms, <laughs> and. <laughs> I, I honestly hope not. I hope they do at least like 50-50 on either side. 
I mean, they have to now, right? Because it would be really annoying. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, either way, but. I have else, a feeling. Yeah. They'll do at least two more, but each one there's going to be more and more interference from the outside, I would say. Okay. Whether it's her manipulating things or people manipulating it. So I think they're going to get more of it, but it's going to be more like with more interruptions. So um, my, my, my final question is it's less of a question, but I'm really racking my brain to see how the kids are going to factor in everything. And that obviously be part of like the sitcom, whatever, but if that's actually part of the overall like reason for them being there or, or, or something else. Um, yeah. They're going to end up being like AI constructs that will somehow bring vision all the way back. Yeah, maybe they're new androids or something. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. Maybe uh, that's why Wanda's having visions do all those computations. Yeah, I'm, put, I'm putting stuff together here, live, so to speak. And, uh, anything else you guys want to, to talk about for this episode? Gotta get some of that hydra soap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited. I I really enjoyed it. I love the tie-ins. Um, Finally, some explanations. Uh, as far as, you know, I was saying, I thought she just created this herself. So, so far, I think that's still in play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is to shield her from reality and whatever. So, that I think it's still kind of in play, but we'll see. Um, yeah, it was a good episode for me to get me back on board because I, I, it was starting to lose me. Um, and I looked at the cast list to find out it, it is Monica Rambo, like I said. And one thing I did learn, not a spoiler... There's actually nine episodes this, on this, yeah, not eight. Okay. So, oh, okay. Cute. Maybe there's maybe there's a secret tenth they just didn't say. Yeah. Uh, or somebody's not in all ten. I guess that's yeah. possible. One one interesting thing, uh, one, one last note for me was, in the beginning of the episode when when Wu and Rambo are in front of the town and the the police say there is no West uh, Westfield or where, where no, Westview. Right. Sorry, Westview. Um, even though they're standing right in front of the sign. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, well, how come the two of us can do it? And they're like, oh, maybe because we were, we were far enough away when it was whatever. And that's that kind of seems to be the case because everybody else that shows up is, is from not around there. Um, yeah. So, like, was it localized? You know, is there some some other reason why? But, uh, yeah, well... we'll probably find out i don't know they might it might not really matter that much just something i was thinking about yeah Mm -hmm. that's all i got all right yeah that's that's it for me all right then uh that's it thanks for listening everybody i got nothing (laughs) enjoy the super bowl safely uh along with the normal super bowl stuff no drinking and driving and also just stay home you know you stay home (laughs) Stay in your bubble. You can drink all you want. Yeah. Just walk, pass out on your couch, pass out in your bedroom. Order some wing stuff. Delivery. Oof. Mm. Well, I might have to wait a while for that. <laughs> oh, you oh, got till Sunday. What? Like, like you think? Do you mean Jeff that there'll, there'll be a wait, or do you have a bad experience with wing stuff? No, there'll just be a oh, wait. Okay. I have a feeling a lot of people order wing stuff. Yeah, Super like Bowl I, I do remember last year. I actually went on like a. Like a Friday night or something like that, and they they were like, 
Like, it's a good thing you came tonight because we wouldn't have even taken your order tomorrow. Like, <laughs> like over the, the online, whatever. Yeah, oh, gotcha. So. All right, be excellent to each right. other. Yep. Yeah. And go to the Patreon. Hans shot first. Do it. New episodes of Quotes from Springfield are airing right now. Woo. What are they, Alex? They are Bart's dog gets an F. And uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Tell right. quotes from those. Except, well, Wayne did decided to watch Bart gets an F and not Bart's dog gets an F. So it gets interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Scott and Wade are friends, too. <laughs> did not specify that. All right. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Moon River. We at Hans Shop First like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.